Oh God, it is a magnificent creation. Look what you did. And we are grateful. Today we celebrate the Lord of all nations. We worship you. The music of the lands of this planet echoing in our hearts. We wait upon you now in Holy Scripture. Let the Scripture be clear. Call us, Father. Call us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. On this International Student Sabbath, I have here in my hands a jar filled with what our Andrews University cows love to eat. I went down to the dairy this week and talked to Michael Harrington. He's called the feeder. It's his job to provide all of the food for these vegetarian cows. By the way, did you know our cows are vegetarian? No, it's true. They are. In fact, I took a picture of two of the heifers, two of these beautiful heifers. I want to put it on the screen for you. Look at them. Isn't that beautiful? Yep. Apparently, these are the only university-sanctioned earrings that are allowed on campus. And so, if you want to wear those, you're okay. <laughs> a jar full of grain, a jar full of kernels, corn, seed. It's our little mini-series that takes us right up to graduation, The Secret of the Seed. Five Sabbaths, right up to graduation. Let's put that title slide up. Five Sabbaths, five secrets wrapped up here in the grain, in the seed. Last week we had secret number one. When Christ, the mighty first fruits, came up from the grave, a promise of the glorious harvest of resurrection to come. Today, secret number two. I love this one. It's embedded in an old, familiar text, but with a brand new rendition. You're going to love it too. Open your Bible with me, please, to the book of Ecclesiastes, way back in the Old Testament. The last will and testament of King Solomon. This is Ecclesiastes. You didn't bring a Bible and it's not on your smartphone, then grab the pew Bible in front of you. Let me give you the page number. It's a little hard, a trickier book to find. Page 454, Old Testament, Ecclesiastes. Chapter 11, verse 1. This is the NIV, and you'll see, this is the new NIV, and you'll see, and imme see immediately why I like this new translation, this new rendition. Ecclesiastes 11, verse 1, Ship your grain across the sea. After many days, you may receive a return. Now, some of you might remember the old King James. Let's put the old King James up on the screen. Cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. But as is often the case with the old King James, sometimes that translation is just, it's just inexplicable. What do you mean throw your bread on the waters? So the translators of the new NIV come along and they say, yep, the word is lechem. That's the Hebrew word for bread. It can be translated bread. It can be translated showbread, which is the sacred bread in the sanctuary. It can be translated food. But it can also be translated grain or corn. So these new NIV translators say, hey, wait a minute, this could be describing King Solomon with his, uh, what are they called, uh, merchant marines. And they're shipping the grain of Palestine over to Cyprus or Crete or up the coast to uh, Phoenicia. Maybe that's what we have here. Because if that's the case, then the word grain would be better than bread and the word ship would be better than cast. So let's look at it again. Ecclesiastes 11, verse 1, Ship your grain across the sea. After many days, you may receive a return. 
Now, what's all this have to do with International Student Sabbath here at Andrews University? I believe we can hear three calls from God in this single line. Three calls from God. Number one, we can hear the call of God to international students. Number two, we can hear the call of God to all of us. And number three, we can hear the call of God to a select group of us here this morning. So let's listen for these three calls. The first call is the call of God to international students. Let me read the verse again. Ship your grain across the sea. After many days, you may receive a return. International students, I want to suggest, please, may I, that you are the precious seed of your homeland. In fact, let me brag on you for a bit. You represent some of the brightest and the best of the young back in your country where you've come from. Absolutely. I mean, every time I walk out onto this campus mall and when the flags are up, what are they up? About four times a year. Let's put the picture of the flags on the screen. When the flags are up, I walk in the midst of those flags and I say to myself, God, how could Andrews University be so blessed that you would send to us the, the creme de la creme of all of these nations? They come here and we get blessed. Which is why, by the way, not all of you, I know, I know this doesn't work for all of you, but some of you, many of you have been chosen. You've been chosen by the church in your home country. You've been chosen. You were selected to come to this country. You were selected to come to this campus. You might be educated and equipped and empowered. That's why you're here. And we're so lucky. We're so fortunate to have you. Why were you sent? Why were you set? Look at the verse again. Ship your grain across the sea. After many days, you may receive a return. You who are the... Pre Look at this. This is just a few of the flags. You who are the precious seed of your nation back at home. You have been shipped, as it were, to this place with all the hopes and the prayers of the church back there, anticipating after many days that you will come back. Bringing your special cluster of gifts, you will come back and bless your homeland. I have many international students who drop into my office right here, and I love talking with somebody from your country. I just love it. And I must tell you, I'm always amazed. I'm always amazed at the way you have picked up English. I just, how do you do it? I mean, this language. I know it's not easy. What are you looking at me with that blank look on your face? I'm speaking the language of heaven, the language of Japanese. I was born in Japan, is what I was telling you. I lived there for 14 years. I know it's not easy when you have to learn another language. I had to learn another, another language just this week. My mother... A picture she sent, we're looking at it, Karen and I are looking at this picture. It's a Japanese kindergarten, full of these Japanese children, beautiful children, and there's this one weird-looking American kid in the middle of them. <laughs> Ears digging out. And then my mother wrote a note. She said, Dwight, she said, did you know that after the first day of kindergarten, you, you, you cried, you screamed at home, and you said, I will not go back to that kindergarten, but your father and I made you go back. It's not easy when, you have, when you're thrown down in a new culture and you have to learn a new language. But I am so grateful now that my mom and dad insisted that I be the only American kid in that uh, 
class of kindergartners. I know it's not easy. And guess what? Hey, 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 guess what? After you've been here a while, I know it's a temptation. Woo! I've been here a few years. It's a temptation for you because you talked to me about it. It's a temptation to say, you know what? After we've learned this language, we've gotten used to this culture, we ought to stay right here. <laughs> That's a huge temptation, isn't it? Come on, you're not kidding me. I know it is. That's why I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. I know you wrestle and struggle. I hear about these struggles. Man, I want to get my kids educated here. I want to get my kids to have the benefit of what I had. I know you wrestle and struggle, but I am so proud of you when you realize you are the precious seed that God sent over to this country with the hope of getting a return one day when you go back. Yeah, it's not easy. Look, at with your gift cluster, please, you could work anywhere on this planet. I am absolutely sure. But I'm jealous for the church that sent you here. They knew you were good. They knew that if you could get this education, you could come back and you could turn the world upside down in your homeland for the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why I'm proud of you. It's not easy. I know that. It's not easy, but you are willing to do it. And I believe God... God will reward you for it. Good for you. I'm proud of you. Yeah. I hear three calls of God. We can hear three calls of God in this single line, the call of God to international students, and then the call of God to all of us. Not just international students, to all of us. Let's, let's read that line again. Ship your grain across the sea. After many days, you may receive a return. You see, the wise King Solomon, he's not just talking about, uh, he's not talking about sea travel. He's really into uh, venture capital. He's into venture investments. He's into venture seeds. He's telling you, hey, listen, this is how you invest. This is how you make, this is how you get ahead. Watch this. Look at verse 2. Invest in seven ventures, yes, in eight. You do not know what disaster may come upon the land. Come on, everybody knows if you just, if you're putting all of your equities, if you're putting all of your hard-earned seed into one venture and that thing goes belly up, you've lost everything. You've got to diversify, diversify, diversify. That's the wise King Solomon's point. Verse, verse 3, if the clouds are full of water, they pour rain on the earth. Whether a tree falls to the south or to the north, in the place where it falls, there it will lie. You can't, happen, you can't help what's going to happen. It's, stuff happens. Cloud bursts and trees fall, and you, you just have to you diversify, multiply, diversify. Ver, verse 4, whoever watches the wind, oh, I like this. Whoever watches the wind will not plant. Whoever looks at the clouds will not reap. But Solomon is saying, listen, every, every investor needs to know there's a huge risk. Of course there's a risk in investments. But if you're waiting for the perfect conditions, oh, the perfect condition, you're waiting for just the right rainfall, you're waiting for just the right cloud formation, Solomon says, you're crazy. You cannot wait for the, there's no sense, such thing as perfect. Not academically, not professionally, not socially, not spiritually. There's no, you're waiting for the perfect woman to come along. Good luck at spring, but she's not going to come along. <laughs> Take a risk. Ask her to marry you anyway. That's a risk. Of course it is. You can't wait for the perfect conditions. They don't come. That's Solomon's point. Verse 5 is, you do not know the path of the wind, so you don't, or how the body is formed in a mother's womb, so you cannot understand the work of God, the maker of all things. God's sovereign. 
You just diversify, diversify, invest, invest. Now here it comes, final line, verse 6. I love this. Sow your seed in the morning, and at evening let your hands not be idle, for you do not know which will succeed, whether this or that, or whether both will do equally well. This is a huge piece of wise counsel from King Solomon. I like it in the New Living Translation. Let's put it on the screen. Be sure to stay busy and plant a, a variety of crops, for you never know which will grow. Perhaps, perhaps they all will. Diversify. Invest, invest. Invest in what? <laughs> well, what, what did he just say here in verse 1? Ship your grain across the sea. After many days, you may receive a return. Ladies and gentlemen, there are two key phrases there. Key phrase number one is your grain. And key phrase number two is across the seas. What Solomon is essentially saying in the context of International Student Sabbath is he's saying, hey, take, take, uh, we're thinking about the world today. Take your seed and send it overseas. Take your seed and send it overseas. You'll get a return. You say, hey, Dwight, how do I do that? How do I send my seed overseas? Piece of cake. I'll give you one way. One way. Give liberally to missions. Give liberally to missions. I don't care what country you're from. Give liberally to missions. You know, in Sabbath schools, in our church, the world church, you can be in a Sabbath school for a one-week-old for, or for a hundred-year-old. They all have the same thing. They have a little basket or an envelope. Somebody comes by, we're going to receive an offering today for missions. What I'm saying is, don't reach into your pocket and get all those extra quarters and throw that in and say, wow, I've given to missions. Forget it. Go to, your, go to the tithe envelope here. And let me show you a picture of the tithe envelope. I've circled it right there. Sabbath school missions. That's on every tithe envelope in this church. Instead of giving quarters every now and then, every so often when you're filling out your tithe, give, make an investment. Send your seed overseas. That's where that goes. Give to missions liberally. Let me give you another place you want to give. Adventist Frontier Missions. Ever heard of that organization? Aggressive missionary organization. I have the privilege of being on their board. I'm telling you what, if you want to give a dollar, you want to give $100, they will take it and invest it in unreached people groups all over this planet. Adventist Frontier Missions. Here's another one, also headquartered in Berrien Springs, Reach International. This is a ministry to orphans in Asia, Africa, Inter-America, Eastern Europe, Reach. In fact, after I preached first service, somebody came up to me and said, Hey, Dwight, do you know that right now Reach International needs a couple, a husband and wife, to oversee a very large orphanage in uh, Tanzania? In Tanzania. I'm telling you, I'll give you, uh, you... You look at the study guide. We don't have a study guide today, but there's a... It's, you, you have one. You just don't fill it in. There's, there is a website for Reach. You go to that website. If you're interested and you're a couple... And it won't break your heart to leave this country. Tell them you're willing to go. What else can you give to? What do we have up here? How about the Quiet Hour? The founder of this church, J.L. Tucker, the founder of the Pioneer Memorial Church, raised up a ministry called the Quiet Hour, another aggressive mission organization. Airplanes to the world, bicycles, medical personnel, lay evangelists, short-term, short-term, short-term. Give to Quiet Hour. Hey, you want to give to Anders University? Give to our student missionary fund. We've got young adults here, if they had the funding, who would take a year out of their precious academic calendar, take one year off and serve Christ somewhere on this planet. Give. Give. You may not be able to go, but you and I can give. Look at that line again. What's God saying? Ship your grain across the sea. After many days, you may receive a return. 
You say, yeah, but Dwight, I'm going to tell you something. When I give, I like to see what I give to. I like to give it in my own homeland so I can watch that ministry grow. <laughs> really? My friend, you've missed the whole point of Solomon. Solomon's saying, hey, you want the home to grow? You give across the seas. Solomon here is describing a reciprocal boost. You want the returns at home? You've got to give overseas. In fact, a century ago, these words were written to describe this reciprocal boost. Put it on the screen for you. You'll have all this in your study guide. Your study guide's already in your worship bulletin. Make sure you don't throw your bulletin away. Keep that study guide. The home missionary work. What's that? That would be work for Christ at home, right here in Berrien Springs, in Berrien County. The home missionary work will be farther advanced in every way when a more liberal, self-denying, self-sacrificing spirit is manifested for the prosperity of foreign missions. Work for Christ across the sea. You say, Dwight, I want to give to television here. I want to give to Benton Harbor here. Hey, the point is, if you give across the seas, you get the reciprocal boost right here. Let's, let, let's, let, let's make a little chart. Let's put uh, home, that's where you and I are, and let's put foreign, that's any country on the planet that you want to invest in God's overseas enterprise. If you and I will send seed from home to foreign, and we spell seed, those two S's with dollar signs, if you and I will give to God's enterprise on a foreign shore somewhere, what's the promise? The promise is the pluses will all come back. The blessings all come back. That's what God is saying. That's what Solomon is saying. Send your grain across the sea. It'll come back to you. After many days, it will come back to you. Let me, let me give you the whole quotation. I only gave you half the sentence. Here, there, here's the entire sentence. Put it on the screen again, please. The home missionary work for Christ at home, this is the work for Christ at home, will be farther advanced in every way. In every way. God, I really need some help over here. In every way. It'll be further advanced. When a more liberal, self-denying, self-sacrificing spirit is manifested for the prosperity of foreign missions that would be work for Christ across the sea. Now keep reading. For the prosperity of the homework depends largely under God upon the reflex influence of the evangelical work done in countries far off. Reflex influence, that quotation says, I'm calling it reciprocal boost. The point is, Divine reciprocal blessings come to you when you invest your seed across the waters. I love an inner city called Benton Harbor. I love television ministry, but that is not all. You want reciprocal? Get your money that way. It'll come back and bless us at home. Wow. That's something. Invest your, invest your seed across the sea. That would be missions. And after many days... It'll come back to you. What come, that, that, that's, the, that's the reciprocal boost. It will come back to you. So God says, hey, guys, ship your grain. Ship your grain across the sea. I like the way Richard, Richard uh, Stearns puts it. He's the president of World Vision International. In his, in his magnificent book, by the way, A Hole in Our Gospel. This is a great book. Richard Stearns, God never asks us to give what we do not have, but he cannot use what we will not give. Isn't that good? God never asks us to give what we do not have, but he cannot use what we will not give. So ship your grain across the sea. God's enterprise on a foreign shore. God says, I'll make it up to you. You'll get a return. I hear three calls of God in this one line. I hear a call of God to international students. We hear the call of God to all of us. And finally, we hear the call of God to a select group here today, a select group among us. You ever heard of Hudson Taylor? Have you heard of Hudson Taylor? 
17 and a half year old English lad, young chemist apprentice in England, struggling one day all alone in his room, how radically should he follow this Jesus? And finally, while he's in prayer, this late teens young man, his heart is so burdened that he cuts a deal with God. All right. You forgive my sins in the past. You give me the security, the assurance of salvation today, and I am wholly yours. I'll go anywhere you ask me. I'll do anything you ask, you call on me to do. Not long later, he wrote these words describing that moment. Never, I'll put it on the screen for you. Never shall I forget the feeling that came over me then. Words can never describe it. I felt I was in the presence of God, entering into covenant with the Almighty. I felt as though I wished to withdraw. I changed my mind. Nope. I felt as though I wished to withdraw my promise, but could not. Something seemed to say, your prayer is answered. I have dealt with your past. I've given you this, the assurance of salvation. Now, I, I accept your conditions. And from that time, the conviction never left me. For distinctly as if a voice had spoken it, the command was given, then go for me to China, end quote. And the rest is history. The story of one of the greatest missionaries of all time, Hudson Taylor, the founder of the China Inland Mission. The conviction was absolutely for him, that young adult. The conviction, irrepressible, then go for me to China. Makes you wonder. What would you do? You know what he had to do? He had to finish his education. He had to get an education. And then the arduous task of raising money for this mission venture. And then finding passage on some sailing vessel that would go from England all the way around the world to China. And then he lands in the great port city of Shanghai. He's all alone, single. There, he's all by himself answering the call of God. Oh, wow. That voice in his heart, then go for me to China. Makes, makes you wonder, doesn't it, if that same voice spoke to you right now in this church on International Student Sabbath, and that voice said to you, then go for me to North Korea. Go for me to North Korea. What would you do next? I mean, that mission was as improbable. This mission is as improbable as Hudson Taylor's. Don't write it off. You may hear the voice, the same voice he heard. Listen, if you pledge your heart to Jesus, Jesus, you've saved me. <laughs> I pledge my life to you. I'll, I'll go where you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to do. If you pledge your life to Jesus, then he can say to you, go for me to North Korea. Or he can say, go for me to South Sudan. Or he can say, go for me to Saudi Arabia. I'm asking you to go for me. I need to take the seed that I've invested in your life, and I need to send it over the seas. Will you go for me? Hudson Taylor, one day, is struggling with the words of Jesus. I, this is a radical command. By the way, it closely tracks Ecclesiastes 11.1, 1, which is an Old Testament gospel commission. Look at Jesus' words. We, don't, we just read a moment ago, beautifully, uh, Matthew 28. But here's the commission in Mark 16, verse 15. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to who? To whom? How many? How many? How many? Well, how, did you, how many did Jesus say? Preach the gospel to every creature. Every creature. It was that line, every creature, that relentlessly kept burning into, into young Hudson's heart, into his mind. Every creature. Every creature. If I go, if I accept this mission, my mission is to every creature. How, how can I? How can I? 
For several hours he struggled. And then the very day of that struggle, he wrote these words. These words are so profound. I read it in his biography that I've written them in my Bibles. I've written these words. And that's why, that's the only reason why you have today's study guide. There's some other good things on it, but it has this quote, and I want you to have this quote. Go home and brood over it. We'll end with this quote. I'll put it on the screen for you. Hudson Taylor. How, he writes, how are we going to treat the Lord Jesus Christ with reference to this command, Mark 16, 15, go to every creature? Shall we definitely drop the title Lord as applied to Jesus and take the, take the ground, take the position that we are quite willing to recognize Him as our Savior so far as the penalty of sin is concerned? Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. But we are not prepared to own ourselves bought with a price. We're not prepared for Him having any claim to our unquestioning obedience, are we? Keep reading. Shall we say that we are our own masters, willing to yield something? Okay, I'll give you a little something that's your due, who bought us with his blood, provided he does not. Don't ask too much, Jesus, please, not too much. Our lives, don't ask me for that. Our loved ones, our possessions, they're our own, not his, not yours. We'll give him what we think fit. We'll obey any of his requirements that do not demand too great a sacrifice. Is that what we do? Taylor goes on, to be taken to heaven, oh, this is an Adventist line, to be taken to heaven by Jesus, we are more than willing, even so, come Lord Jesus, come on, come on, come on. But we will not have this man to reign over us. You can't, you cannot tell me what to do. Do we do that today? Look at the next line, the heart of every Christian will undoubtedly reject the proposition, oh, I don't do that, Dwight. Trust me, he's my Lord. Ah, but Taylor asks, have not countless lives in each generation be li been lived as though it were proper ground to take? You ought to take this position. How few of the Lord's people today have practically recognized the truth that Christ is either Lord of all or is not Lord at all. Circle those words in your study guide. He's either Lord of all or he is not Lord at all. Look, if we can judge God's Word instead of being judged by that Word, if we can give to God as much or as little as we like, then we are the Lord's, and he's, He is the indebted one. He ought to be grateful for our, the, the little pittance that we dole out to Him. He ought to be obliged by our compliance with His wishes. Last line, but if, on the other hand, He is Lord, let us treat Him as such. Jesus said, why call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say. Wow. End quote. So what if God comes around to you? And he says, then go from me to China. And go from me to North Korea. Or Honduras. Or India. Or Kazakhstan. Or the Democratic Republic of Congo. I need to ship the grain of your life overseas. I want to return. Go from me. Go from me. Would you be willing to go? Would you be willing to go? Will you go? Go for me. You see, the secret of the seed is, put it on the screen for you, the farther away the planting, the greater by far the reaping. That's it. The farther away the planting, the greater by far the reaping. Look, look, look. If you have seed right here, and you say, I'm only going to plant around me. Okay, so if you stay here long enough, something will grow right here. That's not much of a harvest, is it? No. You've got to get the seed out. Throw it out. Toss it out. And by the way, you can get even farther than just throwing it because all the ground between where you've tossed it, that's all covered with seed. 
But if you really want to extend the harvest, put it on a ship and send it over the ocean. Then the seed gets planted, and you have now exponentially increased the harvest. That's God's point. Be the seed in my hands. Be the seed. Let me take you away. The farther, how's that go again? The farther away the planting, the greater by far the reaping. I mean, after all, that's what God did. He came all the way across this universe to plant his seed on a distant shore, didn't he? In fact, he planted the seed in a, in a young woman's womb. And the seed of Abraham grew up to become the Messiah, the seed of Abraham. And one day, when they yanked his arms out, as you'll see in the Passion today, don't miss it, or tomorrow, one day when they yanked his arms out and nailed him to that tree, the blood of the Messiah became the seed of heaven. And picked up, scooped up by his young radical followers, that seed was taken to every nation. Wow. Calvary, by the way, is the basis of Christ's claim on my life. He said, I emptied. I took a huge risk with you, boy. I emptied the treasury of heaven. I put all my seed into you. I would have died for one. I want you that bad. I love you that much. No, 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 you're right. God himself is bound by this. Put it on the screen again, will you please? God is bound by this secret of the seed. The farther away the planting, the greater by far the reaping. And so God crosses this universe, comes to our shore that he might plant and reap on planet Earth. Ship your grain across the sea, and after many days you may receive a return. Will God have a return? That's up to you. Will God have a return from the seed in your life? That is up to you. And so I must conclude this teaching today with a specific appeal to a select group that is here, a group already prepared by the Holy Spirit to respond to this, this Bible appeal to ship your grain across the sea. If you would be willing to offer your life to God as a missionary across the seas, like young Hudson Taylor was, I'm going to invite you to make that decision today. Take out your Connect card. It's in your worship bulletin today. Would you take out your Connect card for a moment? Guess we're always delighted when you're here and glad you've come to worship with us today. Please, uh, looking at the cards from this last week, there's two stacks. These cards are why we don't just come to the end of, that, of a biblical teaching and say, well, that's great, let's go home and have dinner. We make a decision. On the front part of the card, it says the secret of the seed. Would you, would you be so kind as to jot down your name? You've never done this before. Just your name. Demographic information that you think is pertinent, put it down. But there's going to be an opportunity to get something in cyberspace. So would you please put your, put your uh, email address legibly right where it says email address. Put it down. Then turn the card around. We call this the next step side. And I'm going to do the boxes backwards. All right? So let's go down to the third box first. The third box I would like more information on how to serve Christ as a missionary overseas. Okay, here's the deal. If already, if something is just stirring within your mind and within your heart right now, I don't care if you're a student at Andrews University, a student at the community colleges around, and not even a student, you're in your 30s, your 40s, it doesn't matter. Community, it, just, it does not matter. If there's a stirring in your heart right now, 
and you're sensing it, I'd like to invite you to, to do this. If you put a check mark here, here's what, here's what I'll do. Within 48 hours, we will send to you some mission organizations that simply need to know, get the word from you, and they'll begin the process of fulfilling this call to go overseas for the kingdom of heaven. If you put a check mark there on number three, we'll send you websites. You just click on that link, boom, you're there. We'll, send, we'll give your name to organizations. They'll contact you. Nobody's going to come knocking at your door. But if your heart right now is sensing, you know what, I could go. I could take a year off as a student missionary, or my career right now is in a transition. I think, I think my wife and I could do something right now. If, you're, if, if, if your heart is being stirred up with that notion, I wish you'd put a check mark here, box number three. We'll get information to you. You're not committing to anything right now, but you're opening your heart up. You're opening your mind to the Spirit who says, I want to take your seat and I want to ship it overseas. Maybe you're that couple who could go to, uh, what was that country? Tanzania. Maybe you're the couple for Reach International. Put, put a check mark there. This is International Student Sabbath. We're thinking about the world. We're not just patting ourselves on the back that we've been to the world and that we represent 100 nations. There are more nations that are not represented here that need to be reached for the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe God is calling you. Young couple, middle-aged couple, who cares? Retirees, who cares? If something is speaking to your heart, you find this stirring, like young Hudson Taylor, put a check mark there. We'll be in touch through cyberspace. Let's go about to box number two. I would like to ship my grain across the sea by giving to or investing in overseas mission needs. I don't want to just give to what's here. I want to give to what's over there. If you put a check mark there, and I hope everybody will put a check mark there, we'll send you a list of organizations in which you can invest. Don't invest in just one. This one might work. This one might not. We don't know. But I So diversify. If you're willing to take up this call to invest in God's overseas enterprise, put a check mark in the second box. Got a reward. There'll be a reciprocal boost. Don't give for the reciprocal boost, but I promise you, you will get a reciprocal boost, a divine reciprocal boost. Finally, the first box. If you're an international student here and you would like somebody to pray for you by name, these all go to our prayer warriors, put a check mark there and you will be prayed over this next week by name. If you have a specific request, you put it down here. That will inform the one praying for you how to pray. Three boxes. One call. Ship your grain over the sea. And after many days, it may come back to you and you may receive a return. It's a huge risk. Calvary. God had no idea. Will the risk work? Take the risk. Let's pray. Oh, God, thank you for this International Student Sabbath. Thank you for the nations of the world that are represented here. But, Father, this isn't about self-congratulations, not, not with a teaching like this. We have to respond, all of us, living here, living there. It doesn't matter. The call is the same. Ship your grain across the seas for me. And so bless the decisions with box three. There's some people here today are putting a check mark on that box three and their lives will never be the same again. Father, honor him. Honor her. Take this decision. Bring great return 
to the mighty harvest of the kingdom of heaven. Box number two, Father, grant us the courage to invest overseas. It's, it's fun to invest where you can see it, but it's not enough, Father. Reciprocal boost, you, you be in charge of that, but help us to send the grain across the seas. And box number one, dear God, thank you for our international students. What would we be without them? Bless them to the max. May this begin the very best chapter of their lives with the Lord Jesus. We bring to you our tithes, our offerings, our grow group surveys. Take all of this that concerns the local church and grow your kingdom here too for the glory and honor of Jesus in whose name we pray, amen. I wanted to take an extra moment to let you know how grateful I am you joined us today. I hear from viewers and listeners like you all across this nation and literally around the world, and I'm thankful because it's through the generosity of the members of this congregation and people like you that we're able to bring you this program. So if what we share today has touched your heart, I'd like to invite you to become a financial partner with us. Just give us a call. Toll-free number 877, the two words, His Will. 877, His Will. Or if you'd rather, go to our website, www.pmchurch.tv. Either way, your generosity will bless a new generation in cyberspace all over this planet. So thank you. Thank you very much for your partnership.